So in this episode, we're going to talk about parsing CSVs so that you can import data into your application. Now we're going to do this using a rake task because it's fantastic for uh, doing this in development. And we can also use the rake task as a uh, basically like a cron job if we need it in the future. So we can have this task that's available in case that you need to do things um, on a schedule like importing from some external source every night. So we'll have this CSV. So we're going to use the CSV library here. And if you look at the Ruby docs, you can see that there's a various different various different methods for reading a CSV file. Uh, the easiest one is to use for each and this will open the CSV file for you, read it in and then generate a bunch of rows for you. So this is really uh, fantastic, but you can also use it to parse if you already have the content or the user pastes in the content of the CSV into a form field. You could just use csv.parse to do that. Uh, so it knows how to split on new lines and handle encodings, but you have to uh, specify encoding. So that's maybe something that you will run into if you use something like Excel to export a CSV. So we're actually going to just create a CSV manually in um, in our text editor. And these pipes here are actually just commas and Vim likes to separate them out with a prettier syntax. So we can replace that with a comma and it looks exactly the same. So if you type a comma here and then put stuff after it and uh, go back to visual mode uh, or escape out of insert mode, then yeah, you can see that it goes back to a pipe, but it's really a comma. So that's a little confusing, but bear with me. We've got a users.csv file that I'm just gonna create in the root of our Go Rails forum. And we're gonna use this to import users. So imagine we had an old forum that we're migrating from. You could export the data and then import it using a CSV. So this is going to uh, be a rake task that we're gonna build and let's get started. So of course the thing to do now is to create that rake task and we can do that by going into the lib tasks folder and creating a new file in there. So I'm gonna create one called lib tasks import.rake. And here we can just set a namespace around our tasks. And I like to do this basically um, to separate things out. So if we make the namespace the same name as the file name, that will be pretty good for us to remember which file it's in just based on the name that we're using. So to create a task, you simply say task and you give it a name. So since it's in the import namespace, we can just say users. And then this is a hash that uh, the, the key is users and uh, environment will be the value. So the reason why we want to say environment there is because this will tell rake to load the rails application so that gives us access to any models like user so this is important to do and make sure that you include the environment there if you need it if you don't need it then your rake task will run a lot faster and it doesn't have to load up rails in our case we're importing users so we definitely have to have the user model and if you want you can put a description beforehand uh, import users from CSV could be our description. And here is where we need to access that CSV library. Now we don't have access to this 
by default. And we can run bundle exec rake import colon users and see that that's going to fail. And the reason why it failed was because there's an uninitialized constant CSV. Now this is because we haven't required the CSV library. So here at the top, or anytime that you have a file that references CSV, at the top you can simply say require CSV. Since it's not a gem and it's not auto-imported in Rails, you'll have to do this at least somewhere where you use CSV. If you don't want it in here, you could also op open up application.rb and put it right after your require for Rails. And this is actually, as a side note, this is where Bundler requires all of the gems from your gem file. So we can put it here if we're going to uh, use this potentially in more places in our application. So maybe we don't want to only import users uh, and maybe we want to import other things like forum threads because this is our forum. So maybe we want an export and an import from some other uh, forum system that we're migrating from. So CSV might be useful if you want to use this throughout your Rails application. In my case, uh, I'm going to just paste it here in the rake task because we're only going to use CSV in here. And we'll talk about it moving this out uh, at the end of this episode. So now that we have CSV, if we go back to Chrome, we can see that we want this for each method that accepts a file name. And we can change this file name to match the users.csv that we just created in the root of our Rails app. And it's important here to note that this is a, a relative file name. And so this will be a file in the same folder that you ran the rake command in. So if you put this in the root, then you can do that. Um, otherwise, you might need to do like a file.join with the rails.root. Um, so if you have not used that before, you can type rails.root and it gives you the folder name or the path name uh, for that. And then you can say file.join rails.root and then like a file name like users.csv. And this will generate the path for you. So it's pretty nifty if you need to do something like that. So you can replace that simply with a file.join there. And actually it's better to do this just on its own line. Say a file name equals, and then we can say for each in that file, we want each row in there and let's just print out the rows. So if we print out the rows and run bundle exec rake import users, this should print out the file contents in Ruby format. So we got an array back that has a three column or three item array and each of those were from the columns in our CSV file. So it knows how to parse that. And actually, if we open up users.csv, we can add a new user in here, and we can have just example user. So we'll have an example user in here, and if we run this now, we can see that there should be two arrays that we get in the output. And we do. So this is parsing everything just how we want it, and we can pass these things in very easily to our uh, user model. Now, 
there's various ways that you can do this. So if you have a CSV without headers, then this is going to give you those columns back and it's not gonna know their names. So here we could just say email first and last equals row and then we could have user.create email is email first name is first last name is last and that would go and create our user and then we're going to not use the bang here because we want this to silently fail and uh, try to create the users if they don't already exist so that will fail if the user is already taken, which is fine because we don't want to, um, they're already in our system, so they've already been imported. So here we can just run that and we'll get the output that we expect. Okay, so now this finished, but there's no output. And that's actually exactly what you want. So this uh, user create, we don't print out the results of this. So we're actually creating the users and our, they're trying to get created, maybe they already exist, and they're failing. So there's no output of this, and you could print this out uh, if you want, or you could like add a counter variable here, um, and start with zero, and then you could say user equals that, and then counter plus equals one, if the user is persisted. So you could check to see if the user saved to the database correctly um, and then add one to the counter or you could, uh, you could just do that here in one line but it's not gonna be as uh, readable to do that all in one line. So that's how I like to do it. Um, and then, yeah, so we can then print that out and say, you know, here at the bottom we could say puts uh, imported counter users. So now if we run this, we'll probably get imported zero users because those two users should already exist in our system. Now one uh, addition you might like to make here is to print out the uh, email address and the user's full message errors when you've got uh, any errors failing for that record. So you might wanna say, here like a string and print out the email and then say a dash or something and then print out the user error full messages and then I'm gonna join them by a comma and that will all print out the errors on one line. So now when we run this in the console, if there's any validation errors, then we'll get a message in our application and we can easily track it back to the email and see which uh, which errors are on that record. So if you, like I did, uh, the users.csv here does not have a password, so you couldn't import these into devise without skipping validations. And that may be something you wanna do, and so you can use the create here to skip the validations or whatever you want. So. Now, sometimes you have a CSV that has headers and maybe it says email and first name and last name. And then this row is a special row and you don't wanna import that one. Well, CSV for each has, and I believe the other methods do too, of course, have a headers is true option. And this gets a little bit tricky. So you have to pass in this headers is true 
into the CSV for each. So if you're having users pass this in, you need to make sure that they know that um, it's required or you need to have them check a box and say, yes, there are headers on this file or you need to figure out if you can uh, auto detect that somehow. So this can definitely become a, um, a complicated feature, but once you do that, then but once you do that, you can then run uh, rake import users and we'll just comment out the code that we have here currently and we'll print out the row and we'll print out row email and we'll see that we'll be able to uh, see that the row has parsed based upon those uh, keys that were the headers and then the values become the uh, the item in that same column. So we have the first name uh, column and the value is example and the last name column, the value is user. So this is a way for you to do basically a hash out of those, those values based upon the name and the header. Now this lets us of course get rid of the uh, assignment of these local variables and then we could say um, instead we can say oops uh, row email and make the these names match and replace these variables with access to the column directly on the row so that is um, going to change based upon whether or not you want to require headers I usually require headers and I think that's a good way to handle things so um, as you can see, the CSV import is quite an interesting beast. There's lots that you have to think about, and it's very imperative code. Like it runs one by one by one by one and so on. And it's not very clean to read. It ends up being long files. And it's kind of the nature of what a lot of this ends up being the first time that you implement it. Now, uh, hopefully in the future, we'll be able to cover how to like refactor this and, and make it a lot more robust. But um, I think what we'll do is try to handle things like XLS documents instead of just CSVs. So there's um, you know Excel spreadsheets and things like that that you probably want to figure out you know, how can you support this? Or maybe you take the MailChimp approach and you don't accept any of those things and you just have the user paste in the document into the browser. Um, there's various ways that you can do it and I think they support both, but it's very cool that uh, MailChimp allows you to just copy and paste all of this uh, from your CSV and paste it into a text field in their browser and then that handles it. So when you get down to using headers and all of that stuff, there's a lot of small bits of code that you have to write to detect if there are headers or not, or ask the user, or just tell the user that they're required. And if it looks like there is an email or whatever, then like you have to complain to them. And importing CSVs is actually a very complicated feature as you might uh, now be aware. It seems very obvious, and that's kind of the beauty of it, that uh, it appears to be simple, and to do it right, it is, uh, it is a lot of work to make it that simple. So um, CSVs are definitely a fascinating topic, and uh, something that you almost have to build uh, custom for every application, which is interesting, but, um, 
I hope this helped you understand how you would import from a file locally. This is a, a great starting point for testing. So you can create and edit your CSV locally. You can import it, just run one rake task. You can test things out. You can delete your database, try it again, see how all of that goes. And then you can um, make your adjustments from there. And then you can start taking this code and moving it around into your user model or whatever that you want to do so that uh, you can integrate it so that users can use it. And we'll cover more of that in the future.